all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. Hola a todos. Bienvenidos a una verdadera charla sobre el cuerpo de Cristo. I love it, love it. Thank you, thank you, thank you, everybody. How you all doing today? Thank you, my Princess Nemo Fool, for the introduction. Thank you, thank you, as always. This is Joseph Brownlee, your host of Body of Christ Real Talk. How you all doing today? Hello, hello, hello. How's everybody? This is the show what you're going to get. No spin, Real Talk News. No spin, meaning no junk, no fakeness. Nothing like that. It's going to be real talk news. And what I do here, no matter what topic, what subject that is going to be talked about on this show, no matter what is going to be out of the lenses, out of the lenses of a Christian, out of the lenses of a believer, I deal with a lot of topics, worldly events, local events. I deal with entertainment. I deal with sports events. I deal with current events and whatever like that, whatever uh, that's going on that I need, that I think people need to be aware of, I'm going to talk about that on this show. So this is a very transparent show. So for your newbies or your curiosity listeners, welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. Now, the topic I want to talk about today, the talk about I want to get right into the meat today, is the faith of a real believer, the faith of a true Christian. The faith of a true Christian. You might say, why, Joe, are you saying a, re- a true Christian? Uh, the reason I'm saying this, and I'm going to be straightforward, because many people that claims to be believers, that claims to be Christians, are not Christians. And they may be churchgoers, or they just may be religious. So I'm going to deal with that today. And I'm also going to deal with a testimony I heard from this young man that I listen to often on on YouTube. I'm going to give you a testimony of this young man. Uh, his show is called The Beat. I'm going to talk about that and everything. He he opened up about certain things that, uh you know, he had to, he opened up about certain things that he must change in his ministry on YouTube. And I want to deal with that because it touched me in a way and, and some things that I already have uh, expounded on in my ministry when I do uh, audio. He does video, but I does audio. He does YouTube and I, does, I do audio on Spreaker. So it's, it's somewhat still that you... You are known as somebody giving out information or whatever like that. So, you know, you build up an audience or whatever like that. You deal with different things. But he 
uh, confessed a few things. He opened up on what touches my heart, especially when it comes to a believer, uh, anybody in general, but especially when it comes to a believer, uh, brother or sister in the body of Christ. It's when you're honest and you open up and you admit your mistakes. You admit your mistakes and, and where you should go from here because sometimes the Holy Spirit can be pulling you back from things or telling you to look go the way that he's trying to lead you on stuff like that in a Christian life. And many unbelievers don't understand that, but, you know, we need to pay attention when we are involved in certain ministries, especially today, you know, especially today. Now, the first thing I want to get into is uh, I've been reading quite a bit of articles on that. Some of them I look at and some I don't even pay attention to, you know, but uh, I was checking out a Christian Broadcasting Network. I think it's called CBN, Christian Broadcasting Network, and also the, uh, it's another one called 700 Club. You probably heard of the 700 Club. The founder is uh, Pat Robinson. I think his son's like overseas it now, something like that. Uh, overseas it or he just runs it now. But uh, Pat Robinson is uh, the founder or the CEO of the 700 Club. But this is not about Pat Robinson or anything like that. This is about a, a certain article that, um, uh, on CBN, which is not the Pat Robinson show, and they usually do uh, surveys on Christians. Now, this is something I don't, uh, uh, I don't get into when it comes to surveying Christians about certain topics, especially when it comes to their so-called faith. You know, so I don't survey Christians. I don't, I don't go about what Christians so-called Christians or believers say uh, to the point that, you know, what I'm trying to say, to the point that is building a faith or their faith is getting weaker, if I can put it that way, you know, something like that. But what this article, this show on... uh, I think CBN, Christian Broadcasting Network, they do uh, surveys once in a while, uh, how Christians feel about this, and they and they survey so certain type of believers, you know, men and women, you know, stuff like that. They uh, they survey them with certain questions, how they feel about this, how they feel about that, and how they feel about this. Well, this article, they surveyed uh, a lot of believers about, you know, because I've been saying this quite a bit, Not, I'm going to give you my... Uh, my evaluation of it, you know, certain Christians about their faith during the uh, the pandemic, during the lockdowns and the pandemic, have have their faith grown stronger or have their faith gotten weaker? And uh, I don't know if that question was asked like that when they done a survey or whatever. Have their faith gotten stronger or has it gotten weaker during the over two years lockdowns and the pandemic and all this other crazy stuff been going down with that. And according to their survey, a lot of so-called Christians, I'm going to put it that way, and I don't mean it as a negative derogatory way, but I'm just letting you know, I, we, I don't have no idea if they believers or not, cause, but, so you got to be careful. But according, but I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, okay, for the story. But according to their survey, Many Christians' faith has gotten weaker since the last survey, since the last couple of years during the pandemic. 
a lot of their faith and their trust in their faith. Not so much I'm going to say God, but you got to put those together because God comes with Christianity and being a believer. A lot of their faith has weakened. Don't, uh, when you do a uh, when he done when they done a survey on Christians' faith during the last two and a half years. Now, it was another survey the same way on a, on, on this so called Christian network, and they they always had negative news about Christians losing their faith or Christians don't trust God as many many youngsters don't want to follow God and stuff like that. So, like I said, I don't get into a lot of that because it depends if you're a believer or you're not. Some people don't know what they are. Okay, the reason I say that, now, in a survey like that, and you might say, Joe, you pick it, whatever like that, but, but this would, that, according to their survey, how could you know that they are really believers or really Christians that's taking these surveys. Did they go to churches? Uh, they did not say how they done it. Did they go to churches? Did they go to gatherings? Or they just asked people randomly, was they a Christian? They didn't go through all that. So I don't know how they done the survey. I don't know how they done the survey and everything. So what, what I would do, you know, when you ask a believer about a survey, I like to know what is their faith. What do they believe? And the reason I do that, you know, I'm trying to find out whether they stand with God or are they really saved or they're just religious or they're just spiritual or they're just churchgoers, which is very important when you do an open survey like that, you know, and that's important. That should be important to a lot of believers and a lot of leaders, you know, to know about a person's faith in God. What is their faith in Christ? What was they basing their faith on? Are they saved or have they got saved? Now, the survey wasn't about that. That's the first thing I was talking about. What, what was your faith before you started getting weak in your faith? What were they doing as far as reading a Bible, as far as witnessing, as far as, you know, uh, uh, gatherings or worship or prayer? It's very important what they was doing before the two-year pandemic. Now, the, the, that two-year pandemic and all the other jazz was going on, it messed up a lot of people, you know, messed up a lot of people mentally, you know, physically and spiritually and stuff like that. It, it did mess up a lot of people. I'm not saying that it did not. But since this is a supposed to be Christian survey about their faith. Now, the reason I'm, I'm touching on this, because I notice, that, you know, when a person hears that, and I think they said it was 29%, which is pretty low, before the pandemic, I mean 39%, after the pandemic over two and a half years, it dropped down to 29% of people's losing their faith. Now, losing their faith, my question is also losing your faith in what? In church gatherings and God and Jesus and what? Okay, that's what I would think about. Now, I'm not saying I would ask them those questions, but if I was doing a survey, I would have to get that out the way first. You know, you must test the waters. You must check the fruits because everybody that claims to be a believer or a Christian are not Christians. 
they're just religious or they believe in Christendom or they are churchgoers. That's why I was wondering, how did they do this survey? Was it within the church? That don't mean everybody's in the church either because the majority of the church are not saved. That's just real, real talk. What did they base, on, base their lacking of faith on? And then why? Now, this is my opinion. I like to tell people when I, and I like to lo- let everybody know when you listen to my podcast and I'm giving you an opinion because I don't got no articles or nothing like that. But this is my opinion on when it comes to surveys, Christians, asking Christians about have they got stronger or weaker faith. So every, so since Christians in the last few years or so-called believers in the last few years seem to be getting weaker and weaker in faith. Some people might hit certain scriptures and uh, they might go to uh, First Thessalonians. Yeah, this is the sign of the falling away and everything like that. You know, the church is going to fall away before the rapture comes and stuff like that. They're going to get weaker. I understand that too, but what's messed up about that and wrong about that, the falling away is not talking about the falling away of the church. The falling away, the, uh, the Greek definition breakdown, I don't use that Greek and stuff a lot, but the breakdown of that means that the departure of the church when you start just connecting the dots, falling away. And that particular context is talking about the departure or the taking away of the church before the before the uh, the man of sin, the Antichrist, come on the scene. So they might go there and talk about, see, the church is going to backslide or whatever like that. But you got to remember the church or the so-called church has been doing that for thousands of years. There's all there's always been a falling away of certain churches and believers. If you're looking at the church, you know, now I look at the church only one way. I look at it as the body of Christ, not church buildings, not denominations. I don't look at the church that way. I look at the church as an organism. I look at it as one, the body of Christ, not who's in that building. You, you follow what I'm saying? The church is always number one, numero uno. The body. And who is your head? Christ is the head. So when I look at the church, and I have to grow on this, when I hear church, I look at church as it's played out in the Bible or as as it is as it as it is described in the Bible. Sorry, I can't get my words out sometimes when I got so much going. As it is described in the Bible as the body. The organism, the body of Christ, hand, legs, feet, and stuff like the body of Christ, and Christ is the head. An organism, never a building, but the body of Christ, the assembly of people that's in the same faith, the church. That's the body. So when I hear church, I look at the church as the body of Christ, okay? When the name Christians, excuse me, listen carefully. I'm doing a Charles Stanley now. Listen, listen. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. 
Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's. Listen, listen carefully. When the name Christian comes up and anything rather somebody, they surveyed Christians or they so-called ex-Christians, I, I, read, I throw up a red flag. I throw up a red flag. Because we have to remember that name Christian came later through the teachings of Paul. And I think of what, Acts 11? The name Christian was called, uh, the believers were called Christians at the day of Antioch. I think that was Acts 11, you know. And they before that, they was called, what, just believers or the ones of the way, the ones that followed the teachings of Jesus. And then later on, they started calling them Christians, not for a good reason, but for a derogatory reason, for a bad name. It's just like calling somebody just a bad name that they don't like. So, or like a Christ follower, you know, to make it more cleaner, like a Christ follower. So that's when they was called Christians, okay? And Peter also mentioned Christian again, and uh, I think first Peter. But that's what they was called later on down the line. They wasn't called Christians before Israel, and they wasn't called Christians in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They was called mainly the disciples, disciples of Jesus, or the little flock, or the follower of Jesus. So when I hear the, the, the name Christian, and when people call themselves Christian, you know, I don't take that with a grain of salt, you know, because they can be just religious or they can believe in the so-called Christendom faith or they can just believe in the morals of God. Now, why is I'm going all the way around this for this survey? Because I don't know, like I said, I don't know how they done it through a church or whatever, or they just had them wrote in, write in, wrote in, writing in or, or it was written in or whatever. But whoever, and I'm not knocking them. I want you to understand I'm not knocking the ones that done this, but I question it, you know, that. Now, another thing I think needs to be looked at is when Christians or so-called Christians, give them the benefit of the doubt, if they are Christians, are losing their faith within the last two years or even before are losing their faith with all the lockdowns and everything like that are losing their faith. What were they basing their faith? What were you and I, you and myself was basing our faith on according to the Bible? You said, Joe, what do you mean? I'm going to say this again. For us to lose our faith or we, we losing our faith you know, some people say, you know, many people don't go to church no more. Okay, a lot of people, most Christians, non-Christians go to church. But I'm, I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt that I'm going to look at the other way. If you are losing your faith or your closeness, whatever like that. So basically, they're just saying losing their faith since the pandemic because all the things this, this pandemic or pandemic, you want to call it, or this lockdown brought was a lot of depression and misery and sometimes suicide for a lot of people. 
And uh, if you are losing your faith, what was your faith and what foundation was your faith built on anyway before the the pandemic? Let me give you an example. If your faith was built on a denominational or traditional type of teaching in your church, listen closely, in your church, and you only you you never knew how to rightly divide God's word, and you was basically going on the things and what God done in the past, like for Israel or the miracles and signs and wonders that Jesus done through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and then the early miracles in the Book of Acts and stuff like that. You know, if you was basing your faith on, in other words, God is supposed to pull you out of everything and God is not there. God is not speaking to you. You're not feeling this. If it's based on uh, time past, the kingdom program under the signs and miracles and God doing things that should rescue out of these things that you have been taught in your traditional denominational church, you know, and that you were strong in that you was looking forward to that you and you never been through nothing. You never had these type of tests before that has been happening in the last few years here in the United States and around the world, around here in the United States. If you was depending on God to do a certain thing like he done in the past and he's not doing it now, I can see a lot of real Christians and believers slacking in their faith. You understand what I'm saying? Because they was always taught or often taught God is going to bring you through anything. All you have to do is, you know, uh, pray this type of prayer. All you got to do is read these type of verses. All you got to do is five, fast for five and six or seven days. All you got to do is keep going out witnessing and everything like that. All you got to do is pray for a person, whatever like that. Even though a lot of those things never worked in your life, you was basing your faith on what God used to do, signs and wonders and bringing, bringing Israel out of things in the past. Now, if your faith was based all on that, I can see you losing your faith because it ain't happening through this uh, this pandemic. See, another problem can be, you know, your prayer. How was your prayer life? How was our prayer life? Now, I'm putting myself in there for a reason. How was our prayer life? Did we have a prayerful relationship with God if we are really a believer? You know? So, how was that? You know? And then I'm going to put myself there about... Uh, I'm going to survey myself about how do I how, how do I think I came out through to your pan, uh, pandemic pandemic okay and the lockdowns and the and the virus and the COVID vaccine virus and all that I put that all together when I talk about the pandemic I put that all together so when the survey is tucking now if you okay I'm getting ahead of myself if you're in either one of those categories. You are a Christian, and you was your faith is based on God delivering you from a lot of things, or signs and wonders, or this or that, or the God of the Old Testament under the Old Covenant, or whatever like that. If you're basing things on that, 
you're going to be somewhat disappointed when things don't move like you want to because your traditional denominational teaching told you these things, you know, that God would do. Now, I'm not saying the survey is based on that. I'm just giving an observation of this, you know, the best way I can, giving an observation on that. And then you have the churchgoers. They're self-claimed Christians because the Christian name, like I said, is used loosely. They're not really a believer, part of the body of Christ is the better way of saying, or part of the church. They are self-claimed or named Christians. See, now, are these some of the people that was asked also? Because their faith and their belief come and go, regardless. Big storms and little storms, no storms. Though that faith comes and go. Even with some believers, but mostly churchgoers, their faith come and go. They're more comfortable just within the church building. Their faith is stronger when they're around the church building or around other church people or whatever like that, or even some Christians, because you have a mixture of the body of Christ and churchgoers and predominantly all denominational traditional church. You have a mixture. Majority are not saved. So you have the church-going Christians, and you have the body of Christ Christians. You understand what I'm saying? You have the church-going Christians, and you have the body of Christ Christians. Now, I know there's probably no way you could know who was who when this survey was given out or other surveys. I don't go by the ones as many people that don't believe in God and don't have no faith in God. You know, that's nothing new. It always been like that. But this this so-called survey was just basing it on Christians losing their faith. And that's why I'm going all around and losing their faith because there's many faiths. You got different faiths ain't got nothing to do with it. You uh, got nothing to do with God that called themselves Christians because they have their own definition of Christians or what a Christian is. So, that's the way I look at it. First of all, when I hear the church, I didn't hear, they didn't say a survey of the church. They said, the, and they can use, the church means building. If I hear even Christians, uh, if they, if they're not very, if they're not very uh, plain mm-hmm. on what they are saying, and they say the church is losing their faith in the last few years, or is Christ, or Christians are losing their faith. You know, me myself, like I said, when I hear the church, I'm thinking about the body of Christ. They might be thinking about denominational churches. They might be basing it on denominational churches, people that go to church. Am I making myself? I hope I'm saying I'm not the best explain explaining everything, but I hope I'm sending to my listeners that you can understand where I'm trying to go. So when a person said the church is losing their faith, are you talking about the church builders? You made a survey, you talking about denominational churches, that people that go to church, or you're talking about people that call themselves Christians, or you're talking about the body of Christ. See, that's very important to me. That's very important to me. That's different, very different than asking a person. You know, are you a Christian? And they say, yeah. Okay. Many surveys go like that, I believe. Are you a Christian? 
yeah, or they'll just be coming out of the church. If you ask the survey on the church, are you a Christian? They say, yeah. And they say, how do you feel about this? Blah, blah, blah. It depends how you ask the question, you know, and they might say, well, since the pandemic, I'm using my little faith. I'm not as strong as I used to be or whatever like that, you know, does not mean that they are really a believer, a Christian. They just are, they just believe in Christendom or they're just a church goer and they're a self-made proclaimed Christian. See, you, you, you follow what I'm saying. I hope you understand what I'm saying on this one. Very important. That's the key. Okay, that that's the key. Some people might say, Joe, that's kind of picky and that's probably whatever like that. No, it, actually it is not. Because Satan is a master manipulator. And the percentage could be lower than that. It could be very lower than that with real believers that's in the body of Christ. See, it all depends if they were saved or not. To make a point, Blake and plain, are they really Christians or were they really saved or they're just churchgoers or they're just religious or just, you know, you know, uh, spiritual. Because many people really sincerely think they are Christians. Another way to look at it, many Christians, and this is a big one as well, feelings come and go. Feelings and emotions come and go. I said feelings, not faith. Feelings and emotions come and go. So it's, it's usually always often an up and down cycle, even in my life, when it comes to real believers. So if it's based on feelings... So, this almost kind of oxymoron or kind of common in a time of trouble and a time of something like a pandemic or a disaster or hurt, a, a, a believer, a real believer in the body of Christ going to have a downside with his feelings and even sometimes his faith because he's basing everything on the way you feel. Remember, I said feelings are ups and down, up and down. So if you have a disaster or a, tra- a tragedy happen in your life, you know, it's just like a, a dip. Your faith takes a dip when you base everything on your feelings. Because life, even in a Christian and a believer, going to have shift in their feelings. See, you understand what I'm saying? So I'm not surprised if they are believers saying they, they, they have a lack of faith and belief in the church now or even a fact lacking of faith in God because, you know, he don't seem to be coming through for me, you know. God don't seem to be coming through for me, man. I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with that, man. Through this pandemic, I lost my job. I this and every my, my kids left home. We had a divorce because we disagreed on who go get the vaccine, who go not get the vaccine. Oh, we done this or whatever like that. It depends on the age as well. So it's a lot of heart and trouble. They closed down our church. You know, we had to wear masks and this and that and whatever like that. So your your tank is going to be low. Anyway. 
We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologists recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin from makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost water gel facial moisturizer. VJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at VJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd. Only at BJ's. Well, my tank was low. My tank was low in the time of that pandemic. So if you ask a believer at that time, I'm not surprised if many believers, unless they're just lying, saying, oh, man, my faith got stronger, I got closer. And many have, okay? But you ask a very somewhat sincere believer, they might not know how to explain, okay, you losing your faith in God or you losing your faith in church. What do you lose your faith in? See, and uh, that's why I base everything going, okay? So when they take a survey like that, uh, are you a Christian? Are you a church-going Christian, self-proclaimed Christian? There's a difference between being in the body of Christ, the true church, compared to going to church in a church building, denominational church building, all denominational church building. So I don't know how they took that survey because some believers think a lot of Catholics are Christians. You understand what I'm saying? Some believers think Jehovah Witness are Christians. So you got to understand what, you know, were they true believers, were they church goers, or what are they basing it on? Mostly everybody base things on feelings anyway. I don't feel close to God no more. I don't feel God was there. It's contrary of what the word of God says in his Bible, how God moves, how God works. So basically, it's going to always often be on your feelings. Something tragically tragic happened in our life. We can't help but feel a certain way when nothing came, when we feel God did not come through. Sometimes we lose uh, lose some faith because we feel God didn't come through like he's supposed to, or you thought he was supposed to, so you, you lose your faith. Now, when a person says this, <clears throat> excuse me. When a person says this, I'm not a Christian anymore. I walked away from the church. Nine times out of ten, man, you weren't a Christian anyway. You wasn't a believer anyway. A true Christian is assured. Now, we say I walked away from the church. You're saying, most of them are saying they walked away from going to church. They walked away from, uh, you know, seeking God. And I heard even people go as far as saying, I used to be a Christian. What do you mean I used to be a Christian? Ain't no such thing as used to be a Christian. Once you are in the body of Christ, you're always in the body of Christ. You might have a lack of faith. You might be upset with God, but you are still a believer. 
So when somebody says, I don't believe in God no more, you know, I don't think that's a God no more, man. If you can turn and do a bow face like that because of some type of hurt or trauma, you wasn't saved anyway. The Holy Spirit wasn't there anyway. See, that's the danger when you do surveys and you you accept everybody as being a believer in Christian and you scared to ask them how they got saved. See, now, do I ask everybody how to get saved when they say no, I don't. But if we get on a one on one. I'm going to pick at it because it's for them, not for me. And sometimes I might hear them say certain things. I say, oh, I need to just quit. Or they might talk. Some I can hear them witnessing or talking to somebody about Jesus or how to be saved. And it's not the way to be saved. Or they're just, I will not go to that person, but I will go to them. How did you get saved? Somebody asked me how to witness or get somebody saved. I asked them first, how did you get saved? I don't go straight to this is what you need to tell them. My thing is, are you saved first? How did you get saved? Or I say, how did you get saved? And I ask them to just, you know, a simple question should bring somewhat sometimes a simple answer. How did you get saved? You don't think Jesus asked questions or Paul asked questions? See? It's nothing wrong with asking questions because if I'm asking that, it's for your benefit. If you got to ask, how do I witness to somebody and tell them about Jesus? I can understand that. I have to ask first, well, how did you get saved? If you come where well, I've done this and I got baptized in water and I, you know, I was trying to say my prayers every day, then I have to question your salvation. See, only God really knows who's saved or not. But based on that, or I ask, what is the gospel of salvation today? Some people, some so-called Christians don't even know that question because they've never been asked that. What is the gospel of salvation? Many pastors should be asking that, but they don't even know. What is the gospel of salvation or what saves you today? The majority of so-called Christians or even believers that really believe in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ without even saying them or believed it cannot answer that. They will go to the kingdom gospel. They will go to repent. They will go to some will go to baptizing the water, whatever like that. I, I have no doubt the majority of them will go that way. If you're talking about church going, or I try to do this every day, or I try to live right, then I have to question your salvation. I don't really believe you're saved. You're just a church goer. You're just religious, religious, so you're a self-claimed Christian. Why I call you self-claimed? Because you, you're basing your salvation on what you do. It's all about you. You, you follow what I'm saying? It's all about you. I didn't hear the gospel nowhere. I didn't hear Jesus nowhere. It was all about what you need to do. I need to get better. It's all about you. What about Jesus? You mean he died on the cross? rose, was buried and rose again for you to keep it going for salvation. So you have to do this to keep your sins clean. So it's all about you again, which is works. You you, you understand what I'm saying? So when I hear surveys like that, that's what come to my head, you know. Are they all Christians or are they church goers or what was they prayer life like? What was a Bible study life before this? Are they basing their faith on 
what they think they, they was taught God was going to do or they basing their faith on what God used to do and they felt he should have came through and all that be, and or are they all is it all based on the way they feel at that time because feelings come and go like I said feelings come and go you might ask some of them later on and something happened great in their life they might got a job or whatever like that and then all of a sudden their faith comes up again if you are really, I'm talking about a real believer, a real Christian. So it's times we do get weak in the faith. It's times we do, you know, be upset with God. Okay. So there's times, but when you go by that percentage, I question the percentage. Are were they really believers? What they was looking for? What was they doing before that? Okay. Now with that said, let's talk about me. Uh how was how what how how was my faith now since the pandemic? How was my faith now since the pandemic? And this is an honest answer, very honest answer. My faith is still strong. It's not no higher or it's not no lower, but my faith in God is still strong. It have not wavered. My faith in Jesus. Is still strong. It have, has not wavered. But if you do a survey on my feelings, my feelings is low through the pandemic. You understand what I'm saying? My faith in God, my faith in Jesus, I believe in what he's going to do is high. But my feelings through the pandemic is wounded. My feelings, my emotions it's wounded, but it didn't affect my faith. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I understand the God of the Bible. Not the God of denominational teaching or traditional teachings. I understand the God of the Bible. I don't base uh, my faith on God supposed to bring me through. Or God is going to do this. How come God didn't do that? Because I understand the God of the Bible, how God works today. Now, I'm not saying I understand everything. The majority of them don't, I don't. But the basicness of the way God works today, I understand that. That God. Because his word spits it out. I understand we're going to go through struggles. We're going to go through troubles. I understand things we're going to have to walk through. I understand that Paul's feelings was tested in Romans seven. Paul was upset because he kept doing the same. He kept struggling, whatever that was. And Romans seven said, the things that I want to do, I don't do it. But the things I don't want to do, I wind up doing it anyway. Now, his faith was still strong, intact, but his feelings and his emotions got weaker. Jesus told his disciples what did he tell his disciples? Remember what Jesus said to his disciples. The spirit is willing, but the, the flesh is weak. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. See, what got, what got, what got created, listen closely, is the spirit man, not the flesh. If you base everything off your flesh and your emotions, yes, you're, you're going to lose a lot of your feelings and sometimes lose your faith. If you don't have a lot of faith anyway, if you don't understand the God of the Bible, you're going to be like a yo-yo, up and down, 
up or down or a light switch on and off, on and off, on and off. You understand what I'm saying? You're going to be like a light switch. Okay, my time is getting short. So you follow what I'm saying. So when it comes to me, my feelings was wounded. I got more angry. I got more impatient. I got more frustrated. But my faith stayed strong when it came to God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, and the God of the Bible. See, because at that time, I knew how to rightly divide God's word. I wasn't basing, I wasn't uh, looking for God to come to save us out of this mess because I knew we was in another dispensation. God wasn't doing that under grace. I knew that. I already knew some things we're going to have to suffer through because I suffered a lot before the pandemic. And God did not come through, but his grace was sufficient for me. And I walked it through like he'd done in the footprints of the sand at point. See. Now, losing faith. No, I never lost my faith, but I lost a lot of feelings. I lost a lot of emotions. My prayer life got a little stagnant. And the reason my prayer life got it stagnant, because once upon a time, I used to pray all kind of scriptures out of the Bible and start claiming this and claim that. And since I know a lot of that stuff I can't claim, my my prayer life became lesser. I, I say something pertaining to what's under grace now when I talk to God. I understand I ain't got to be all fancy and sweating and fast, fast, five, seven, 20, 30 days. Because God go by your heart, not by what you do. You can't please God. He go by your belief. So, yes, my feelings was affected. It was pretty low. Not to the point I lost faith in God. Not to the point I lost faith of doubting my salvation. No, I never lost that. But my feelings, the flesh, would think anything. The flesh is not saved. Listen again, the flesh is not saved. The flesh is not delivered. It's the spirit man that's made alive, see? And that's why a lot of confusion comes when it comes to true believers. I'm not talking about churchgoers. I'm talking about true believers. And a lot of that's because of their denominational teaching and their traditional teachings and their upbringings with believers. See? So you got to look at all that. What churches are you talking about? You're talking about denominational churches? What What are you talking about? Well, you made a survey of believers because, you know, I'm not knocking them for doing a survey, you know, because it's, it's a legit survey. But I'm just saying the way I look at it, when I hear church, me, when I hear church, I'm thinking about the body of Christ. See, when I hear Christian, then I have to question it because I know majority of people probably that took their survey as, as not real believers. I could be wrong or real Christians because the name Christian, they got their own definition of Christians. You have the Christian of the kingdom program, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And do you have the Christian of the revelation time? You have the Christian of the Pauline times. You know, so people are very confused. They don't, they don't, they don't know how to separate it or whatever like that. They just bounce, bounce, bounce side to side, up and down or whatever like that. So yes, I believe everybody, I don't care if you are a cult or whatever, if you're basing everything 
all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. ...on your feelings, a lot of people have lost a lot of faith to whatever they believed in. But since we're talking about somewhat uh, Christians, you know, I just take, I just look at it another way. I'm not saying this is a fact or whatever like that. I just look at it another way. When you take a survey of Christians, when you're going around saying a lot of Christians is losing their faith and leaving the church. Okay, what church are you talking about? Because if you're in the body of Christ, you can never leave the church. And a lot of people don't even know what I was talking about because they don't know the real definition of church. When you say people left the church, nine times out of ten, I believe they're talking about the church building. They left churchism because they might have been hurt or they might have been this or, you know, they just things are not happening in their life that the pastor said this is going to happen when it comes to signs and miracles or paying your taxes, you're not getting these blessings or whatever reason or they're not taking care of you this or they're not doing this or you was just a church goer and you never was a Christian. So you got to look at all those factors. You got to look at all those factors. Okay, I'm going to leave that right there. But I want to tell you one thing before I go. I heard a testimony of his brother. His name is Alan Parr. He has a YouTube channel called The Beat on YouTube. You should check him out. He's worth listening to. He has a YouTube channel called The Beat, and he had an open confession today. And I, I can relate. And he has a gigantic audience. I think he reached, he reached about his millionth uh, subscriber. Not subscriber, but million. It could be subscribe. I don't know because you have you have people that gave you some hits and you have people that subscribe. So I don't know which one, but either way it go, he might have a, a million listeners. Now that's gigantic. That's triple, triple, quadruple of what uh, how many uh, listeners that I have. <laughs> and I'm not mad, you know, because I'm not into those numbers. Those numbers don't mean nothing, you know. Most people looking for itchiness and where they feel good. Let me prove this. Let me prove this because one of his complaints that hurt him and that bothered him was the content that he put out. This is Alan Power of the Beat. Powerful testimony. I felt this hard because I, I felt that somewhat myself. The content. He was talking about when he first started you know, his audience was building up and everything. He was throwing a lot of content and everything. Content as of, you know, breaking down things in the Bible. He does like, he, we do the exact same thing. We hit different topics, you know, besides just teaching the Bible. That's why I got a separate Bible teacher for believers only and connecting the dots. Because I know I'm going to be hitting worldly events and stuff like that. But I try to put it in a biblical perspective. The same with Alan Parr, you know. He's a good speaker, better speaker than me and, you know, and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? The better speaker and he has a big audience. He, his, he edits this. It's a beautiful picture. He edits his stuff good. But his audience is growing like fire. Denny, I'm trying to get through this. The last few years, he, 
not through the pandemic. Yeah, well, it had to be through whatever. He didn't say what year, but he had noticing. He started noticing a drop off in his audience, and it had to do with his content. And you can find it out because I do that. It has to do with his content and what he had noticed. And I have mentioned this before because I see it in my content. What he has, what he noticed was when he's talking about mainly worldly events or entertainment like Beyonce and she's a witch or might be another entertainer or the wrongness that's going on in the church or Mike Todd or what's not the church shouldn't be doing this or whatever like that. Or in other words, gossip about certain people that call themselves somewhat Christians or whatever and something that's hot or demonic and stuff like that or whatever like that. And his audience or his analytics or his algorithms, his algorithms is very high. His analytics as well. It's very, his audience is very high when it's like talking about I would say entertainers or what happened in the world or different things like that or whatever entertaining or happened. Or you could talk about how to walk like this or speaking in this tongues or whatever like that. The audience is somewhat high. He didn't say all that, but I'm just trying to get through this. And he noticed, and I, I see this most of the time, when I put my content out there, he have no, so I know what he's talking about. He noticed when he just talk about regular Bible teaching, how to get strong with the Bible or, or do different things like that and how to, you know, get yourself stronger and better understand with the Bible and prayer, his audience drops off. And he said it hurt him. It hurt him. See, I, I know about that. I know about that. He said it hurts him because that I always say, I often say, you know, even if they are believers and Christians, let's just say they are Christians, you you can tell what they are more interested in when uh, we when you put your content out there, what they're more interested in. Now I'm talking about believers. I, I can get, I can understand it for unbelievers. They don't want to hear no Bible teaching, but I'm talking about if you're a believer including myself, you can be tested without you knowing you're being tested because how things go up and down depends what kind. If you're teaching something like something bad happening in church or the fall of uh, the hill, uh, what's the hill song pastor or the fall of this person or, you know, another uh, cult or sect teaching or Beyonce witchcraft in the church or this or whatever, like people love that. That's high. That gets them high. Believers, they like that. Or you you get into uh, miracles and signs and wonders or planting seeds and getting prosperity. Your audience is going high green. That is going to happen. It's going high green. But we get into real doctrine, Bible teaching, or how to go strong in the word. And I'm not talking about every audience. To grow strong in the word, you're usually going to get a lower audience when it comes to Bible content, Bible teaching content, unless you're really hungry and you're looking for the word. But if you're looking for that that entertainment or that's something to make your flesh or give you something that you can start judging or putting people down or whatever like that, you it's more higher. Now, Alan is not saying all that. That is me. And that's one of the things that he talked about is content, you know, 
And he's got a point there. And then he talked about other things that he had to just slow down. Now he was doing too much, uh, too much, too many videos, whatever like that. It affected his family, affected this, affected him mentally and stuff like that. He had, you know, it takes a man, it takes to be honest. I'm going to say a man, but it takes a person in general. I like an honest person when they just let you know, yeah, things I just need to get together. You're not out there. He's not out there sending or nothing, but things he, you know, he need to get together to get back with his family and, you know, and he's going to start doing one show a week, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, you can look at that out of part of his testimony. It's real, it's real deep, his testimony. But when I bring it back home to me, I, I see that. People, content in a believer not the world, but content and the believer is very important. What are you really interested in? Bible study, growing in the word of God, or gossip? Or somebody that that failed, that faith has gotten weakened, or witchcraft in the church, or speaking in tongues, or signs and wonders, or healing and miracles. You, I can see that on Facebook. Most people are more interested, at so-called believers, and believers are interested more in a prosperity message, the signs and wonders message, than getting stronger and doing some strict, strong Bible teaching to better themselves, better and stronger. See? Now, I know my content I believe if my content was based on prosperities and signs and wonders, my audience would be larger. I really believe that my audience, if I was quoting scriptures and I was putting verses everywhere, that was something that to lift up the flesh and make you feel good, the audience would be larger. But my content is just straight out Bible teaching. When I do teach the Bible, you know, and connecting the dots, I let you know that it's rightly divided. Bible teaching is not going to tickle your flesh because the more the majority of the stuff you want me to say anyway, it's not in this program. You know, that's not for us today. That was for Israel. So why would I teach that for you today? I would be lying. I would be making up stuff. That's when you know these things are not for you today. But if you don't know and you refuse to hear anything else, you're not going to want to hear that. If I talk about gossip, if I talk about, if I send videos on different things like that, or uh, uh, they got a lot of YouTubes out there or Facebook that people doing jokes on folks or, you know, funny sayings or fake preachers and stuff like that. Now, if I put that content out there, man, I get so many hits. (laughs) From the saved and the unsaved, I get so many hits. I will have a bigger audience if I got if I start sending stuff that appease the flesh. Some of you might get upset, but you know it's true. You know what you you know what your hunger is for. But some of you got your feet in in the church building and out. I see that. You're not even in the body of Christ. You're just a church goer. You're just a self-claimed Christian. I put content out there, how to be saved and everything like that. And then I just ask people, just give me a comment right in if you got saved or whatever like that. You know, I, I do the same thing. So I know what Alan Parr is talking about. But, you know, I don't trip on that no more because I know there is people out there that's listening. And like for one reason or the other, you can see what content do they, they content they like. I got more 
downloads, not so much followers, but downloads and hits from my Bible teaching program than I do uh, Body in Christ Real Talk. Because a lot of people are hitting a lot of things that I talk about. A lot of people talks about that. A lot of people. So it depends on your audience and your rich. Now, if I start getting my, once I start getting my podcast out there to certain people, or a certain the audience is very important, you know, because I know I, I get good comments and I know I get a lot of negative comments because it's going to often, mainly from believers, have a different perspective or a different view of how they, you know, how they. Uh, understand the Bible. I'm okay with that. I'm okay because I'm not finna uh, water down or nothing like that, you know, and I don't expect you to. That's okay. That's good. That tells me I, I need to keep going. Somebody, that tells me you are listening, okay? So I wanted to get that out there. I understand you, Alan Parr, because of time constraints, I got to go right now, but I've been there. But hang in there, brother. Hang, I know you probably don't listen. You, you don't even know who I am. Because my audience is not even close out there like yours. That's why you hear me often saying, man, I'm not, I'm not doing YouTube. I don't want nobody following me like that. See? And he had mentioned that too. I don't want nobody looking at me all the time. I don't want that because people start following you and then you make a mistake. They hear something about your life and then your audience fluctuates and then people say this, people say that. I don't want nobody following me. I want to follow in Jesus. I don't want them following me. I want them following Jesus. If they're not willing to try to even understand the Bible rightly divided, that's on them. It's no loss to me. It's a loss to them. See? So I'm not looking for nobody to, to hold on to my coattail and follow me. You understand what I'm saying? If they ain't following Jesus, don't follow me. If you're looking for a denominational prosperity, signs and wonders following person, you need to go to some other podcast. It would not be me. I might be boring. I might mess up on my words. It might not be. You're looking for somebody eloquent or whatever like that. You want the wrong podcast, baby. Because I'm going to be tearing some words up <laughs> for the flow up. You know, and the mind is not edited. And I'm not saying that's good. I'm not saying that's good. But some people like professional editing content. I can understand that. But if you are you interested in the, the beauty the beauty of the picture or the editing or are you interested in the word? Okay. And I'm gonna leave it right there. I'm gonna leave it at that. This is Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ Real Talk. Let that sink in. Let the, I'm gonna hit this some more times in a few days, Lord's willing. But let that sink in. I thought I'd throw those two th- two things out there. Okay. God bless you all until next time. I love you all. This is Body of Christ Real Talk. And I'm leaving you with this. You don't have to be saved first to be forgiven. You have already been forgiven. Now you have the doors open because the atonement of Jesus Christ, you can now be saved by believing the gospel, which comes out of 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 4. God bless you. Peace out. Live out, Pee Wee. <laughs>